new Larry joints. I do want to say they're on the site right now, man. Grab them. I had a lot of flack when I put the last lighters out because they were fifteen dollars. Fifteen. Motherfuckers like just a lot of money. Does that? I'm like, okay, they ten now. <laughs> What's your excuse now? Yeah, when, you, when you gonna hit 7-Eleven prices? That's the question. What are they like three dollars? <laughs> yeah, like four, like three, four. How much do it really be costing for to these like, to like get like custom? So it's fix? it's like thirty some bucks for six lighters. So selling them at ten dollars, you pretty much you double up. But they're like they're about like five bucks a lighter. Oh, no, I it. get I get like the the resale part. It was just like I didn't know because people be getting them often, and I just never knew like yeah, the prices bit, behind that. Yeah, bro, you get a bitch made, bro, like business cards. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's actually cool because you get it directly from Bic, like when you make them on the Bic website. Oh, that's fine. What's really cool is because I've designed like a few different pieces of merch. So like I've designed stickers and like shirts and shit. The thing I really like about designing these lighters on the Bic site is uh. The display, like how it displays it once you make it, because it gives you this like cool 3D view where you can like spin it around and shit and like look at it from everywhere. And like on stickers and certain other things, like you can't even get a damn, um, you can't even did a, get a, uh, I don't know what the word is, you can't even get an example right about it, you get a proof. You can't even get a, see a proof right away. You got, we'll email you a proof in like two or three days. So whatever, you know what I'm saying, this software they're using is really cool to like display it like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's big. Ladders on deck. <laughs> How y'all doing, man? What's good? What's good? Hello. I'm chilling, man. You know. <laughs> yeah, we got baby oil in here, man. Yeah, we got ABC Wise in here. Ty yeah. had to invite my my partner. He's also a member of our DJ group. Uh, Sin. It stands for Sounds You Neglect. Mm-hmm. He's the head honcho of that. You know what Sounds saying? what? Sounds you neglect. Sounds you neglect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're missing one person here. She's here in spirit. Here in spirit. It's low, you know what I'm saying? She's the third member of our group. She lives in Richmond, but, you know. Mm. Um, so you said son? Sin. Sin. Like yeah. S-Y-N. Oh, so I was thinking of you as in, like, the letter U. So, okay, you want to tell me how, how that gets started? Sin, the DJ group? I don't really know of any DJ groups. Yeah, I think we're kind of like the only DJ group, ain't we? That's fire, though. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, we kind of are. Yeah. Um, He'll, he has better information about that because, like, he asked <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> for real, for real. <clears throat> um, I was helping Lo and Bray a little bit DJing shit for a little bit. And then it just came a time. I was like, yo, <laughs> oh, my God, the gas got me in the chokehold. But it came a time, and I was just like, yo, maybe we should just all, like, just do something together, like, as a DJ group. It would be pretty dope, like, to go back and forth amongst DJs. Um. I think me and Lowe probably went back and forth before, and I went back and forth with DJs before, and I was like, yo. What do you mean by back and forth? It's like it's kind of like when y'all all DJ at the same time, whether y'all all use one turntable or this and that, or y'all just kind of like know how each other works and you can just transition off your own controllers and stuff. But I kind of start off the idea of that and kind of like wanted to make like a DJ group of new DJs who kind of look at everything a different view. You know what I mean? Who were kind of like super dope. And from there, it was kind of just like whatever. Like, <laughs> but. Yeah. What year was this? It was like probably like a year ago. Two no, years. It's actually been two years. Damn. It's been two years. Oh, you were in New York that whole year. Yeah. <laughs> so you, I was at it because I remember on the, because you were on the Always Always episode. Yeah. And I remember I was. I was surprised when you told me that you've only been DJing for like, a, like I think you said like a year and a half or two at the time. Yeah, it was, uh, it was just two years. Um, and that's actually, had to be like the first month that I was in his group. Um, at that at that time, I was a Zeros DJ, and I was just doing that full time. Um, 
But um, yeah, like I, I stopped being their DJ um, to just kind of just focus on like my brand within itself because like I was moving in New York, like like my name was like buzzing and I wasn't able to travel back and forth um, for like, you know, their gigs, stuff like that. So they had like another DJ that do most of their parties. But if I was in town, I was doing it. But yeah, I had to just focus on my brand, you know. I saw, um, I think DJ Clockwork talking about something like that, where he was, uh, he kind of fell into that being Mac Miller's DJ, mm -hmm. which he was like, you know, obviously he loves and respects it and all that. But he, being like known as somebody's DJ, mm -hmm. it's, it can be kind of hard to grow past that. Yeah. Like when I first started, I, I wasn't, people knew me as Baby Roll Pimp. But then it was just like, um, when I actually started to get it out there, they knew me as Lex Lucent's DJ. And then I was Zero's DJ. And then, like, when I dropped the pimp off my name, that's when, like, people started to take me seriously as my own brand. I remember you were telling me that, too. You yeah. were like, you felt like it was childish, like, having the... I, I just felt like it was degrading to women. But, like, no, nobody ever came to me. Nobody ever came to me about it. I just felt like... Well, I'm going to take that back. There was this, there was this person... Um, He's a part of Perfect Play, Huey. Shout out Huey. He's... I think I actually know him. Um, yeah, Huey from Perfect Play. Yeah. Um, I think he, it was like the third or fourth gig I've ever done. And he made like a logo for me and everything. And he was telling me, he was like, do you mind if I um, take the pimp off? Like for this event, you know, you put it back on. You know what I'm saying? It just wouldn't look right for what we were, you know, doing. And in my head, I'm like, no, nah, fuck that shit, man. If you don't like the pimp, then fuck you. You know what I mean? I was like that at oh, first. You got mad at it at first. I did. I didn't tell him that. But I was just like, because I, I didn't tell him that because, you know what I'm saying? I was just, I just really wanted to do the, the gig with um, uh, Vega, if you know who Vega is. Um, so did he end up taking it off on the flyer? Yeah, he took yeah. it off. Um, And I liked it, you know. I just liked how it looks. But like after that, I was still like, baby, oil pimp. It was like, I would do it just for them. But... I just liked how it looked on their flyer, like just baby oil. I'm like, this doesn't look too bad. Baby oil pimp is a little long, you know what I mean? Like, and I can see how it can be like inappropriate. Like baby oil is already, you know, something. <laughs> but I was it's just smooth, like, like, it's know? smooth. Yeah. And I was like, let me just drop it and just see what happens. And I made, I didn't make that decision until maybe when I get to, when I got to New York. Um, Cause oh, I, so this is probably like a year and some change later after that yeah, initial probably, flyer. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably a year or some change because outside was still opening up. So it's like when I started DJing, I came like right on time. Like people started to do events again and it was hitting me up and stuff like that. Um, so after, after I took the pimp off, like I really saw a change in my career, really. So I don't, I don't regret it at all. I definitely enjoyed that shit. I can't remember if last time you were on, you were just visiting from New York, if you had already moved back. Um, yeah, I was fucking going to New York to, like, chase your dream, fucking ultimately. Like, how, how was that? Well, so when I left, when I left Virginia, I went to Atlanta first. Um, when I went to Atlanta, I was just kind of feeling that place out, and I met, like, some of, like, the coolest, like, DJs ever. I went to, I went to, like, one of these events dang i wish i knew the name of it i know the name of the venue um it's called At atlantucky like it's kentucky and atlanta <laughs> put together mm, yeah, yeah. and it's a brewery like a black owned brewery and 
I think who was headlining was Key, um, the rapper. And he said the rapper. He just yeah. commented on our post recently. Shout out to Key. Oh, word. Uh, yeah. And he put it on his story too, actually. Word. And I, I went to go see him, but I also wanted to see this other DJ and producer. Um, his name is Popstar Benny. Um, Popstar Benny. Fake Azumi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fake Azumi. Um, he was on your podcast before. He he told me about him, and he kind of, like, made that exchange. And then I just was just following him everywhere, like, because he was bub- buzzing. But I didn't know. I never heard of this nigga before. Popstar Benny. Yeah, Popstar Benny. I never heard of this nigga before, but he is a producer before he's a DJ. Like, um, he DJs for a lot of Atlanta artists like Tony Snow, Key, um, Bear One Boss, like, um, Retro Jace. It was just, like, all these different people. And he's, like, he has, like, a Grammy because he produced on Rod Waves, um, one of his albums. I don't know which one it is. I don't listen to Rod Wave. But... Mm. Yo, shout out to Rod Wave. I think he the Million Dollars Worth of Game Pod. That's yeah. crazy, bro. I like Rod Wave, too. Y'all be shaming him. No, it's my bad. I just cut you off. Side note on Rod Wave. I seen somebody on Twitter was talking about... It was a video of Rod Wave, I think, doing like a live performance that he recently dropped, mm-hmm. and, he, and I forgot what song. But somebody was like, "This is really like blues." He's like, he, he was like, he was somebody was like, "It's crazy because Rod Wave would really thrive as a blue a blues artist, but we always want to tr- like try to lock everybody into hip hop or like whatever that is at because it's cool at the moment. Mm-hmm. So that's like we don't we don't let artists explore like outside of those lines. But yeah. got you. Yeah, there's multiple genres of hip hop. Yeah, and rap and. The genre, yeah, in general, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got like rock, hip hop, emo, hip hop. I'm pretty sure we do have blues, hip hop somewhere. Yeah, for sure, oh, yeah. for sure. But okay, so you're following pop star Benny. Oh yeah, so like, I was just following him everywhere. Not like literally, it was just like I was just seeing what he was up to and just how the creative scene was out there. And that shit is buzzing, like just all these different cool festivals that were happening all at once. And it's not like Atlanta's kind of not like New York where it's so many different moves like going on the same day, like in a weekend. Um, at least back in twenty twenty one. You said it's not like that or it's not like that. What do you mean by that? But it's just like it'll be it'll be hello events going on, but you have to be here. Like you're gonna have fun here. That's this is where everybody's really going, type situation. And that's where I was just kinda just peeping shit. Um and they do have like hella venues. It's kind of it kind of is like a a little New York by how many creatives is out there, how many opportunities. You know, like you don't know who you sit you sitting right next to, standing right next to. It's it is that type of situation. But like if you hear about an event, that's where everybody's going. Like a big like a big event, that's where everybody's going. And I thought that shit was like really cool. And I was just going to all these different places and um, there's like. It's kind of like the same DJs DJing everywhere, but they they are fired though. Like you'll never hear like the same songs being played at each of their events. Like my favorite DJ um, out there, her name is uh, Cleo Trapper. Um, she was actually the first DJ that I've ever met, and I remember just seeing her because she was she was at the Pop Star Benny joint, um, and she was just snapping like, and she was just very friendly to me and. Her and Popstar Benny were like cool, so it was just like whatever they was doing, I was doing too. I was just there, you know. It was it was cool. I I enjoyed my. I only stayed there for like two three months, you know. In Atlanta. Before, yeah. Then you go straight to New York from there, or did yeah. you come back? Yeah. Um. I came back to get my shit, but that was just the um. <laughs> and that was 
Well, also, were you living by yourself in Atlanta, or did you like have a roommate? Were you I'm from in- Atlanta. Oh, okay, so you got family out there. Yeah, I was staying with my aunt. Um, I was just killing time because um, me and me and my friend we made a decision to go to New York and chase our dreams. Um, I was I didn't see myself actually living in New York at all. Like I'm a southern nigga. I don't. I didn't like the cold. I barely like it when it's cold here. Was it winter when y'all moved there? Absolutely. When you moved there? Yeah. yeah it was, it the was, only time I've been to New York, which we're also going in again next weekend, but um, mm-hmm. it was cold as fuck. I went in the winter. Oh, so yeah. They say that's a real New York, so you experienced the real New York. Like. Yeah, I definitely experienced that <laughs> shit. Like, December 16th, 2021, that's it. I remember that day like it was nothing. Because even though it was December, and it was still, like, maybe 55 still out here. You know what I'm saying? It was... 21 out there, you know what I mean? Rick out there. <laughs> yeah, like, it, that, shit was, that shit was just so fucking crazy, and then I witnessed, like, actual high snow. Like, luckily, we didn't have to move in it, but literally, I think a week later, we get this big-ass, like, snow situation. I had to move my car, right? Because, you know, they got that no-standing shit out there where you got to park it, like, on the other side for street cleaning. But I didn't know that those rules didn't apply if it snowed. So I just moved my car for no fucking reason. And I wasn't prepared for, like, I didn't have no snow tools and shit. I'm out there with a fucking broom, like, you know, brushing the shit off my fucking car and shit. But I was like, yeah, this, I really thought that I wasn't going to last how long that I lasted. Like, I kept, I kept a certain amount of money in my bank. Just in case if I didn't fuck with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> the time I had went to New York, I had bought these Damian Lillard Adidas at the time. They were brand new. Mm-hmm. We were in New York for a weekend. We went out there to like just uh, shoot a music video and shit. Matter of fact, with me, me and some bros. Mm-hmm. But the Damian Lillard Adidas fucked my feet up, bro. I literally like that's the worst foot pain I ever had in my life. I went to the van store at the mall, bought some new vans, gave my like Adidas to like some homeless guy out there. Like, bro, I had, I had to get him off, bro. He said, "Never again." Never again. I, I literally <laughs> don't fuck with Damian Lillard to this day for that. Not even playing. And he he just did a million dollars. No way. He was just on uh hey, back on fig. Matter of fact, yeah, with uh, trailing him mm. or T trailing him. You didn't even take him home with you. Nah, I couldn't, bro. I couldn't. I couldn't. I was like, bro. Honestly, I I don't want to like. I don't want to go OD on him. Like it might have been because it was brand new shoes, and you're probably not supposed to just do a lot of walking in brand new shoes. So you're supposed to break them in. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know about breaking them in in New York. Yeah. <laughs> but so you get to New York. You said December 16th, 2021. Yep. I remember like it was yesterday. You experienced the snow. Went from 55 to 21 in six hours. What was the, um, what were like the gigs out there for, like for you? And was like, what'd you notice about the scene out there? Anything you took away from it? Everybody's a fucking DJ. I mean, <laughs> like, but New York is like the DJ Central of America. The actual DJ Central is London. But really? like, yeah. That's like it's random and shit. All right. Yeah, it's, it's London. Yeah. Um, but everybody's everybody's a fucking DJ out there. If you're popular, you're definitely picking up a controller. It's just it was just that, and not to shit on New York because I I loved living there, like like the opportunities and you know the people that I've met. Like like I said, like I don't even know who sometimes I be sitting next to. Like um, you can sit in somebody, you can sit next to somebody, and they'll be plugged in here, there, you know that stuff, that type of situation, and. Um, they don't DJ on controllers for real, like, like SB3s and stuff like that. Different type of controllers, they DJ on just CDJs. And CDJs, 
they don't use laptops. And that was so fucking different to me. They just staring at screams, like sound waves on each side of like um, this machine or whatever. And so you load all your music into it? You get a flash drive. Mm, you know, that is just for CDJs. You plug it in, it'll pull up all your music. And that's how you DJ. You just play songs from here and there. But it teaches how it teaches you how to actually DJ though. Cause back then they wasn't using laptops neither. They were just using vinyl. I mean, what's the difference with the laptop? Is you, the song is just not on a big laptop screen. You probably just see it, like the song name on the on the small screen, right? Or like, what else is different about it? <laughs> Man, like, listen, like <laughs> it just no like I mean, I really don't know shit about it, so I'm probably just sound dumb. But it's no. like, uh, is it just a difference of of selecting the music, or like what else is different about it? Um, so I want to just kind of give you like a like an analogy. Or something similar. Yeah, break like, it down for us non-DJs. So, <laughs> so when you put a whole bunch of music um, as like a playlist, they call them crates. But they get the name crates from DJs actually having crates Physical full of crates. vinyls. Yeah. yeah. So you see a guy that is searching through, you know, all the vinyl, but we're just... <laughs> you know, we just searching on our laptop all this music, you know, that type of situation. And it's breaks us down it breaks it down from like the beats per minute. It breaks it down from um fucking like the keys, yeah, the pit the pitch, like all these different situations and um with uh or turntablists, that's what they call them, who who search through like all the vinyl and shit, they have to actually sometimes they have to write the BPM on the actual vinyl, you know, or they'll buy double, like, you know, they'll buy double vinyls because they want to, like, juggle, yeah. Yeah, juggle like, on each deck, you know, that type of situation. Um, but CDJs, it's, I really don't know how to explain it, man. I don't use them often at all. I play with them. I never had to use them for a gig, but I definitely can explain them a little better. So okay. vinyls are a tradition. Vinyls are traditional DJ tools. You know what I'm saying? You got one you got one turntable set up here, one turntable set up here. You got a mixer in the middle. Which but, also before that it was like two I'm gonna say it was two separate ones, right? It's always that's yeah. vinyl. Is it is it grandmaster I'm out of control. Grand is it grandmaster flat flash? Yeah. Yep. He's the one that created the turntable, right? He, yeah, and well he really created yeah he created the technique of juggling back and forth between two turntables. Yep. There was one person I thought it was flash that I had right because I, I I thought it was cool because I'm an electrician and he was an electrician as well. Mm. And he had actually I think he actually invented the switch between like he the like crossfader. The crossfader. Yep. That put them together type of shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's I why think, I, I think it was flash, right? Yeah, it was flash. Yeah. He was yeah, yeah. So long story short, the crossfader exchanges between back and forth, whatever, boom, boom. So long story short, you know, traditional vinyl, boom, boom, one, one, middle, boom. Now a controller has both, a controller has all that in one, and it's made to be portable so you can take it to gig to gig to use. That's what you see a lot of DJs out here using, controllers. Everyone brings their own, they plug it in, wicka, wicka, keep it going. And then you have CDJs. CDJs are like vinyls but with USB flash drives so you can load your music up there. It's like vinyls with a computer up there now. You know what I'm saying? And originally you could load CDs onto CDJs and DJ with CDs. It was kind of the idea of CDJs. You were DJing with CDs up here and then you were DJing vinyls on this one. But in New York, that's all. In New York, man, when you're going between gig and gig, you got a USB drive and you, you don't have room or time to plug in a laptop and 
you know, load up all your stuff and make sure it works or, you know, bring your controller, make sure it's sound checked and work for everything. So you plug in one USB, boom, do your set. Person next to you comes behind you, does the same thing while you're while you're finishing up. Now they hop on, you take your USB, you out. Yeah, it's more of like a convenience thing, but yeah. I think that's because mm -hmm. I think with you explaining it like that, I think that's the reason why New York is like that because New York is very fast. Like, um, with everybody being a DJ and stuff like that, they don't have as much time as we have where we can we can set up a whole nother controller and, you know, laptop and it'll take like ten minutes, you know what I'm saying? But with them, they can just unplug and we can just plug they they can unplug their flash drive and we can plug straight in and just start playing. And then they can they can actually be playing a song on the left on the left deck and I can plug in on the right and we can actually go back and forth just like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I when I was out there, I I didn't have my laptop on me. I just had a flash drive on my keychain. That's what people did. And when I'm going to my friend's gig, he'd be like, yo, I'm finna use the bathroom. You want to hop on for like 15, 20 minutes? Or like, oh, I'm finna go outside to smoke. Do you want to hop on for a little bit? And I'll just do just that. And that was just a good networking opportunity because I'll be DJing in front of all different types of crowds. And they'll, you know, they'll fuck with me for 15 minutes. Then, boom, I got another gig. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like that. That actually leads me into a question I wanted to ask you about something you tweeted. Okay. So that you had tweeted. Uh, let me pull this up real quick. You said... I wish Norfolk, Virginia Beach audiences were more open to different sounds and shit. Mm. I'm a force on y'all airtime. What do you think about that? Like, is it a DJ's job to play what you like, what you, what people want to hear? How do you look at, like, what you're actually um, playing at these gigs? Well, I feel like DJing now has a different definition because back then, DJs actually served a purpose as not just people who keep the party going, they break records, you know what I'm saying? People send them music all the time, and we'll take them to the club or stuff like that and see how people feel about it. But it's not like that anymore. People just want to hear their favorite songs out loud. But also, my bad to cut you off, but wasn't it like that in the beginning of hip-hop? Because didn't DJs come out and they were spinning these records that were popular records? Yeah, but right? you mixed in the newer shit. Yo, but here we go. Was it newer like, shit mixed in, or was it like just I mean, it was scratches shit. and shit on, like, they were just playing the actual hits at the time? Nah, for real, for a lot of the artists for? during the vinyl era, like, they were getting their own shit pressed, and they were handing that shit to the DJ. Yeah. So they can play their shit and juggle their shit and all that shit with it. You know like, what I mean? You know, like, like in the two, early 2000s, they was handing out CDs. Yeah, same type yeah. of shit. Yeah. Like, like how, how, like... How that turned into like artists getting breaking now, like DJs on the radio stations back in the day. Like people really used to do, like, yo, I I, I got this CD from this dude. I listened to him, like, yo, this shit fire. I'm gonna play it for the people. You know what I mean? Nowadays they're just like, yo, I wanna hear, you know what I mean? I wanna hear Sexy Red or I wanna hear Peaches. Ski, you know what I mean? Yeah, shout out Sexy Red. You can't. <laughs> now you, it's hard to introduce new music to people who are like fixated on hearing what they wanna hear. Like, you're like, yeah, nah, yeah. you're you're coming here for a kind of experience. <laughs> And that's and that's what our our events is. That's what our purpose is because we're gonna be playing that different shit. We're gonna be playing the new shit. We're gonna play the old shit. We're gonna hold, play flips of the new shit, flips of the old shit, flips of the older shit. It's just that's just what we do. Flips and of the flips. Flips, flips of the of flips. flips. Do you have different bags? You like? Are you thinking like, oh, this is gonna be this type of party? This is gonna be this type of party? Let me go in this bag. Like, let me. Um, it just, it just really depends because I try to stay open format and open format is just playing anything, you know? Um, and with, 
Norfolk and Virginia Beach, we could only stay in that open format bag for like seven to eight minutes. And then they want to hear new well, new shit or old shit that they know. Because I, and it's like I get it. You know what I'm saying? You don't want like a DJ to just be playing shit that you don't. You don't want a DJ that's just going to be playing shit that you don't know. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I love hearing what I know in the club. I really yeah. do. I yeah. get it. But it's just I get like, it. But that's with me. Like, with, with my gigs, like, I try to take you to a different place. I'll take you back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just wish people were just more open to that shit. Like, when I was spinning at uh, Bala last Saturday, I tried different bags. And... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I tried different bags, and some people were fucking with it, but most niggas was not fucking with that shit. What were you playing that you feel like they didn't fuck with? Well, what really surprised you? Like, damn, they're not not fucking with this? Um, people don't like Club for real. Like, Jersey Club. Yeah. They will only hear Jersey Club from a favorite artist. I feel like a lot of people don't really even know how to approach that when it comes on a lot. I don't know what that is. What is So, I heard it from... Well, you know, club like, like for real, like, like, you know okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Like it's, it's Jersey, you know what I'm saying? But you know, but I guess like when we play club, like they'll think the song is just gonna be regular, and then it goes into the club shit, and they'd be like, "I just wanted to hear the regular version of this." Mm. Like that's that's kind of how it is, but. Like, I had to hear that, like, from somebody. They didn't say that to me, necessarily. But it was just, like, I think somebody else was, like, playing club or something like that. And it was like, man, I wish this was just a regular song, you know. But I mean, that's just kind of like, that's just, that comes with crowd control, though, when you know to play the original versus the Jersey Club. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know, man. It's just, I, I, don't, I don't think people should make the whole set club music, though. Like, Jersey Club. Yeah. They shouldn't do that. No. Just as a fan, I do like um, hearing songs that I know and love, hit, hits or whatever, but then mixed in with some new shit. Mm-hmm. Mix it in there. So that I do like yeah. that. Yeah, that's kind of like my bag. Like, I'll... Like, my bag is really just Southern shit. Like, I play Atlanta shit all the fucking time. Like, there's never there's never a set where I won't have Young Thug in it. It'll, it'll just never be one. Bro, the intro on Thug's Pink album, is it Pink? What I was calling it. I think it's the newest album. No, the one before the newest one. Crazy. When he said, I always knew I won't go be gay. Yeah. <laughs> had to send a picture to my that mom for him when I was like, hey, come on. That shit was crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, like, um, that's really my bag. But I try to get a little electronic. So I'll play, like, maybe, like, a house song or um, club or jungle music. Like, I just be trying to... I be trying to force it on these niggas. Like, I, I can't I can't just be playing trap shit all day. Like, I'm I'm just not that person. I don't even listen to trap shit all day. Now, you touched on DJs used to break artists. What are you... Are you trying to break local music, people you know's music? How you look at that? I, I'm not going to say that I don't give a fuck anymore. It's more of, like, if you want me to play your shit, then you, then you would send it to me. I'm not... I'm just tired of asking people for it. Yeah, I'm just really? tired of people asking for like asking people for music. If you don't want to send it to me, you want to gatekeep it, you want to keep it in your in your laptop. Are you talking about unreleased shit? Nah, we're talking about like regular people sending tracks yeah, like, like this. People, that's out even already. if even yeah, if the yeah, music's out, like stuff. it was a whole it was a whole time frame where like people out here who were like kind of like popping on the music scene. You just wanted their music so you could play it. 
Like, yeah. they won't even respond to you. I'm like, bro, I'm a DJ. Just send me the fucking song. Yeah, like, mm. what, what like, exactly am I going to do with your song? It was a whole That makes sense to me. I guess as an artist, it should be my responsibility to reach out to you to play my song, not for you to fucking reach out. Yeah, like, yeah. like, I'll I be taking, I'll be playing some people's music in front of thousands of people, and they be asking me, who is this? Like, they do that every time. But some people will be like, this shit is trash. That's part of the game. That's a part of breaking a record. It's... Because, like, what's the whole point of you You finna release this song? Who you finna release it to? Who's your audience? Do you want your audience to be your friends who are full of yes-men? Or you want an actual crowd who's going to let you know what it is? And if you don't want to if you don't want to perform it and you just want to see how people react to it, give it to a DJ. Nah, that's big facts because I, I, break, I break Kai's music a lot. He'll, like, record something, and I'll just play it. Like, I won't make a big deal or nothing. I'll be like, bro, I'm going to play the song so we can figure out how people react to it. Kai Infinite? Ooh. Nah, no. uh, Kyle Flair. Kyle Flair. Yeah, oh, we actually yeah. got him coming up, I think, in a couple of weeks. Well, yeah, he would send me some shit, and like, I'll just play it in a party, and we'll see how, see who's bobbing, who, who, you know what I mean? Like, who's really tapping to it, woo, woo. He's hard as shit. I fuck with Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> he's on that out of tune, like, uh, he's a real cool uh, live performer, too. I really fuck with his live, uh, yeah, his live performance. Yeah, Kyle's my best friend the whole time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I hate to say. You, you also touched on earlier. Uh, there's like a bunch of like everybody's a DJ in New York. I really look at DJing as like almost like podcasting. It's like this business that you can create, but the the actual like business that you're doing it creates it can create other businesses. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a hub. Like yeah. it's just a networking thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I feel like a great businessman is a DJ. Look at DJ Khaled. That's the example of. Yeah. If it's like DJing is just a is just a doorway. Like you can do yeah. anything from there. And I look at it as podcasts too. I'm just literally up here just meeting people, networking and learning about shit. And yeah. this can just lead to whatever whatever it leads to. Nah, so DJing, I look at it as one of those jobs. DJs DJing in New York led me to a whole different like world that I didn't even know existed. And there's um there's a rapper or artist that's from here uh, named Kim Murdoch. I don't know if you know who that is. Sounds um, familiar. You know who that is, Karen? Shout uh, out Cam. Yeah, shout out Cam. Like, we both know Cam. That's how we're dog. Um, now, I, I don't know how how, you, how familiar are you with like NFTs and shit? Um, I have. We have an offer on NFT, and I'm the owner of uh, Bape NFT, the blue camo one. Word, that's fine. Which actually, I have the blue camo case, and... Um, yeah, yeah that's, that's I just fire. got this shit recently. That's fire. <laughs> I, feel like I, I, I don't want to say how much I pay for it. You could probably find it on the sh- on the NFT fucking blockchain, but I feel like one day I'm gonna sell that shit for seven hundred and fifty-seven thousand. That's what I want for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know when I'm gonna do it, but I need seven five seven with three zeros after it. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> that's all. Right. Um, so, you ever heard of Web three? Then I've heard like kind of some shit about it. Like when Cam was trying to like introduce it to me, I was like, bro, this shit sounds stupid because I'm. I'm probably saying it the wrong way, but I'm thinking it's NFTs for music. When I actually DJ like a Web3 event, it goes so much further than that. Because people, like I'm DJing on a controller or a CJ and stuff like that. People are DJing with coding. And I, I thought this shit was just so cool because, yeah. What do you mean? I don't, what you mean? Yeah, I wish I First knew. First of all, what's a fucking Web3 I wish event? I wish I knew. Because from what I know about Web3, it's not a, like Web3 is a technology. It's like saying blockchain. Blockchain right. isn't yeah, anything. Saying, it's the like, technology that can you can use to create other things. So that's like what Web3 is. Yeah, you know but it's just like Web3, like I what I was getting at, it was that it's just like, 
it was just so many things because I was I guess I was just only seeing the music part of it. Like when I'm okay. going to when I'm going to like different like Web three conventions with um, different people. Like I I went to like Denver because of Web three. I went to Miami because of Web three. I went to um, a different part of New York um, because of Web three. But like these people are like really into like this business and this technology standpoint of things that they're like showing like art in just a totally different way. Like somebody put like made like a virtual art gallery, right? Mm. And they put me in it like I'm DJing for real. Like it was just it was just so something You can cool do that yourself. Ali has that. You know Aliana um Pearl of Woods? No. What's that? She's she's a, like a painter and an artist from out here. She has a bunch mm-hmm. of shit, but uh, you know, she has a, she has a virtual studio. I forgot what what's the what's the program? There's a program where you can literally create a virtual anything. People can join it. Like that's probably what, that's probably what you're talking about. Yeah, probably something like that. It it was just it was just something cool to see. Um, what else you see? And you and then what do you mean by you said people were DJing with like coding? Yeah, like that shit was so crazy because they didn't have the the MP3 file. They coded the file like. Like Pierre Bourne can be playing, and she just all she did was just put these zeros and ones together, and then she'll put a code for the transition, and then code another song that they don't even have the file to. They just coded the That's song. That's crazy. That shit was so fucking weird to see. Yeah, and then they had like a yeah, they had like a fucking um, we call it shit it's projector. And it was showing them. Doing it was showing them how you doing <laughs> that shit. And that shit was so yo. That's cool crazy because I wonder if I if wish she, I knew her name. She I was wonder, a black woman. That shit was uh, so fire. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if she's actually like okay. Because you think about like a vinyl, mm-hmm. right? Sound is frequency. So in a vinyl, they had all the actual lines that's mm-hmm. actually making that when it scratches mm-hmm. make it that frequency or whatever. Right. So I wonder if she was coding the actual frequency? like code of oh. the sound. Uh-huh. Or was it like a like a shortcut? Like she's putting yeah. a code shortcut that does yeah. like plays the shit or something like that. Right. Or was it actual like code of the frequency? I feel like it'd be right. more realistic. That I feel like it'd be real realistic as she was putting in like shortcuts to like grab the file, put it here, play it here, and mm-hmm. then transition it here like this. Ooh, I think I'd be more realistic to, to code someone's voice. That's I almost impossible. Shit, that's man. what AI is doing. I think but when you doing these saying, AI things, you can't do that. Yeah. Like I'm I, not gonna lie to you. Bro. I, I'm probably describing like Web three all fucking wrong, but I just know that no, you, you experience uh, certain shit that they made with Web three because yeah. it, it could be anything. You can make a lot of stuff with it. Yeah, like um, people making video games, people making um, shortcuts to like certain things in the music industry, or people are creating their own streaming platforms to make their own money. You know yeah. that, bro. Is, yeah. I love this shit, bro. Honestly, to me, it makes me feel like a kid again. It makes me mm-hmm. feel like a kid when I first discovered the internet. Mm. And being like, I don't know how the fuck old I was, maybe like what nine, ten or some shit. Mm. And I just was so fascinated, and I still am mm. with the discovery of with the just whatever, right? And so the, all this new technology, it really just it gives me that same like uh, that same wonder again. Yeah. I like it. It's like yeah. makes me feel like and excited about the future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you definitely. don't know everything, so it feels great. Well, you're never gonna fucking know everything. That's the beauty. Uh, so okay, so you guys are in sin. Yeah, the DJ group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What the fuck? So, so you said you actually joined Sin a month into DJing? No. Um. 
No, you, when I when I came on your podcast, I was only in it for a month. DJing. Yeah. No. Um, oh, the group. The group. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just hit me up one day. It was like, um, "Yo, can I add you to this group chat?" And he had me in with uh, th- our third member, Lo. And he was like, "Yeah, I wanted to um, start like a DJ group called the Syndicate." <laughs> that, that was the first name. Yeah. The Syndicate. And we thought that shit was mad cool. I you like know the syndicate. Man. You know, <laughs> you on, like, on a Mission Impossible, the syndicate is always like yeah. the evil group. Though. Exactly. Yeah, that yeah, was, that like, was the... so we so I would tell you a story like about that, that shit. They ain't like I'm, that. I'd definitely tell you a story about dumb, that dumb shit. But yeah, like um we uh from there, I really I think we was just still trying to figure out what we was actually gonna do because we just became a DJ group. We we really didn't necessarily like talk about what our purpose were until like maybe a year later. <laughs> um, then we started to have our own functions and then people started to book us as like a, a group, you know what I'm saying? But what we just wanted to mainly focus on is that we still exist outside of it. Like we're like, I'm baby oil. He's wise. She's low. But we're all in a group together. You know what I mean? We are enemy fire. We're all doing big things. Like I'm traveling all over the U.S. doing gigs. Lo is doing her thing. Richmond, he's doing more community work. You know what I'm saying? But you know, he's the one that's actually um, getting the venues for us and like sending out the emails and you know making those connections for us to you know have these events and stuff. Um, But yeah. Um, but about this nigga, right? He's a villain and he's dark himself. Uh-huh. So we didn't necessarily know what the syndicate meant until we Googled it. And I forgot what it was. That shit was just so crazy. What did it probably say like a shadow organization? <laughs> some, some, to... some, something yeah. wicked. And we looking at this shit. Me alone, like, what the fuck? Like, we was this because we didn't. No, listen, it came to a point. It's like, yo, you got to stop putting skulls on the flyer. We ain't dying over here. <laughs> yeah, it was a flyer thing because all of our flyers were just so dark. <laughs> yo, you know what's crazy on skulls? I had like a revelation or I had like a change of heart on skulls, literally like within the last couple months because I always looked at it as just like death dark thing but I'm like you know what's crazy I'm a skull under here like mm-hmm. that's what I look like so right. why am I so disgusted by this like I am a skull I have a skull right so I was like damn that's me <laughs> yeah I wasn't even trying to be morbid <laughs> keep going keep going <laughs> keep going man but yeah keep going keep going no that I think that's that was the tip of everything because it was I it actually started with the flyers because he kept putting skulls on it and I was just like, "What's up with you and these skulls? Like, what are you getting at? Like, is that our, is that what <laughs> hey, we represent?" No, no, no. The whole thing. He was like, "Yo, we want people." He was like, "Yo," and I, the, the the general consensus is like, "Yo, we want people to dance, be happy, and we want to express that through like the flyer." We can't be having a bunch of skulls and dead and dark shit up here. We trying to get people to like be happy and. Gray. and you know what I mean? Express the vibe we really trying to give off. Shit. It should just be black and gray. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. This was hard. I liked it. It was a good little format every once in a while. But in that same in that same conversation, that's how we found out that we wanted to be called Sounds You Neglect. He he thought of that for I think that was our yeah. last event that we had. Yeah, it was our last event that we had, and then we. It was like sounds you neglect. That sounds a little bit better. We had to clean it up. Same way like Baby L took Pimp off his name. It was the same thing. Like, we can't just tell someone we're the syndicate. Like, I get it. Like, sounds you neglect, you hear that. You're like, hmm, I wonder what sounds have I neglected. You know what I'm saying? 
And it went with the synonym still. Yeah, like that's what <laughs> that's what we're just trying to push, man. We're just trying to push a different sound. Like it's I know people are tired of hearing the same shit when they go out. And like Virginia is fully creative, so I would think that these niggas would have like will be more open minded to exploring different avenues when it comes to music or you know different events like theme parties that are not just r&b or you know like just underground shit like it's all white party you know what i'm saying like all black parties all white parties and shit like i ain't never been i think it's um i think it's past just going out and music bro it's fucking entertainment period I'm not excited by the shit that's coming out right now, bro. I scroll through my fucking feed, through my reels, through TikTok. I'm seeing the same shit. I'm just not excited about it. So a lot of the same shit repackaged. That's why I really fuck with what we're doing, like, and the stuff that we create with people. Is I feel like it's a, it's really a new thing. I feel like if you go on the All For A Podcast Instagram page, you were like, what is this? Why have I not found this earlier? It doesn't remind me of no, nothing else. It's just like, and that's what we're about. I see it. It's just people just recreating shit, bro. That's all I really see. From Hollywood down to the unknown person, mm-hmm. unknown creative. They're just trying a shit that works, which is like part of the process. Um, even real artists go through that. You're going to copy stuff in the beginning, but um, you get to a point where you create your own shit. And I feel like maybe the reason that it's happening is because we don't really let people develop. Everything's so short. Like everybody's careers are so short and your moment is so short that you never actually get to find out who you are and like what you want to put out or what you want to make so mm-hmm. we all get kind of stuck in that recreation phase that copy phase and that's where i feel like the whole fucking internet is right now and i it's boring to me i don't fuck with it i literally consume our content we have so much content now that when i want to consume content i consume our content mm-hmm. i go on to offer a podcast hashtag go do that by the way it gives shit a fresh order and it gives it, it just it just because i'm used to seeing it in the t- uh, timeline order periodical order or whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah bro i want to see I want to see people doing innovative shit, bro. I'm tired of seeing the same shit. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of it being dished out, though. It's a lot of shit, a lot of music dropping. That is just like you can't even keep up with it at this point. You got to get hip to Rahul. He's up next. Probably 2024, you're going to start hearing his name a lot. Where he at? I forgot where he's from. He's like an Indian artist. I always say he's Indian. I still didn't look this up. I don't even know if he's from India. But, um... R A H U L. Just go to his go to his YouTube channel. This is crazy because a lot of his stuff he'll drop. It was, it's not even on all platforms. The only place you can listen to it is on YouTube, where he'll drop. They, he calls them demos, but it'll ha- it'll be accompanied by like a fire ass music video that looks crazy, and he edits it himself too, and he just has fucking like 10, 20, 30, 40 of these shits, oh, and shit. all his his views not like his videos be like under ten thousand views. Can I play it? Um, I don't know. You can play a couple seconds of it, maybe. Maybe actually don't because it might copyright us. But um, oh, but, it's, it's um, that bad. Oh shit! But <laughs> all his comments like, how is this not blown up? How is this not mainstream? This is what I'm saying. Me and Karen were just yeah, talking about this before you guys came. That's why I don't look at the numbers, bro. When you see stuff that's really dope, like for example, I look at Rahul stuff. You don't even care about the numbers. You're like, bro, this shit is so dope. It, it supersedes the numbers. It's like I know this is gonna do well. Now it's just a matter of time, and um. I think we got so used to looking at numbers and who's doing what because everybody's so fucking mediocre. When you look at when you see some real fire shit, you don't mm-hmm. care about nothing else. Like, you are captured point. by that moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's that's it. You know, you make a good point right there because like I, you, have you seen like the battle people been having like saying like uh, 
these newer artists are having a hard time selling out shows and selling, shit. Like, newer artists have a hard time selling out shows. 50 didn't. I, peep this though. Fit, <laughs> Beyonce didn't. Yo, slow down, slow down. But that's a reason. <laughs> yeah. Like these are these are the best performers, like in the business. Like like Wu Tang and all these people. They could still have shows because they're good performers. Like a lot of people, like you said, like they don't even take the time to like figure out what they're really trying to do. So they they make a song that's catchy or that might be I or that might be buzzing a little bit. Then they hit the stage with the shit. They can't even present it to you. You know what I'm saying? In a way that's like. Supposed to be good. It sounded better in the car. Oh, yeah. God. Like, it sounded better before I knew you was about to perform it like this. I'm actually sick of niggas rapping over their lyrics on the, while they perform. <laughs> but I'm not a rapper. So I'm, I can only speak from a consumer. Because it's if it's I the easy to, way out. And some people's music, it sounds great with. Like, for, like, party music, like, kind of... You can have the ad-libs up there. You can have, you know what I'm saying? You can have more of it up there. But I think it depends on the music, really. But I get, I'll get it if, I mean, like, if I wanted to go to karaoke, I would have went to that shit, if you get what I'm saying. Like, if, I understand that people will keep certain words in their performance mixes, but Not if you just shit. played the song and just played the rough draft that you just recorded, like, before you got here, I'm not trying to hear this shit. Yeah, as a man who's played many performance sets for people... Like the people who have, I can't. I'm not gonna act like it's, it's complete like this, but most of the time, the people who bring you the track, I'm like, hey, there's no vocals up here. Just go with my cues. They be the most fire fucking performers I've ever worked with. Like every time. Yeah. And the same thing going back to the people with no followers and shit like that. Some of the people I've been on stages, like bigger stages with, like that I'm surprised that I'm on. They're there, and I'm like, who the fuck are they? And they hop on stage, and I'm like, damn, I gotta figure out who the fuck they are now. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, it's, it's a different skill. Um, yeah, you see, Fifty sold out. We went to the show. Beyonce sold out. A few of them uh, canceled it. Uh, well, Travis Scott canceled his shit at the pyramids because them fucking Egypt was not about to play around with his ass with them fucking with that um, satanic stuff. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you're not bringing that over here, sir. Um, keep that in America. Um, so also, you also tweeted that you guys want to do your own event. Is this gonna be a sin event? No, this is just gonna be mine. Okay, so we, we've we've had you've been to you've been to our events, bro. What was that? What was one of your events I've been to? Shit, shit. I don't know. we be which ones? You be pulling up to the space station sometimes, do you? I've been there. You yeah, probably okay. been to one of our space station. You see me spin sometimes. You, you see probably me spin. I, mean, I didn't know if they were yeah. like your your guys' groups I events think, or if there yeah. was. I think you probably. Yeah, bro, just check me in this shit, bro. You been to the shit, bro? Another thing about sim we're working on is like all of us kind of gotta have like one thing we do. Like, mine's, I do game nights. You actually, I think you came to my game night at Pit Stop. Recent one, it's like a week or two ago. Yeah. That was uh, when I was playing um, Tony Hawk in that bitch. Yeah, bro, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's my thing. I'm a big nerd, so I kind of, like, want to yeah. mix video game and music. All your systems? Um, I think, like, two, three of them was P's, but besides that, yeah, all those was mine. I had, like, I had a lot of stuff in there, and it reminds me of, that's what we have in Bosnia. Like, in Bosnia, we still have internet clubs, where you might go, it'll be a cafe, but it'll be a bunch of computers in there, mm -hmm. and then, and then we'll have gaming shits. It'll be, it might be a little bar, but then they'll have, like, literally, like, 40 high-tech gaming computers, and kids it's, in there just all night smoking cigarettes and fucking gaming and shit. Like, like, yeah. The internet cafe really? type shit from overseas. I probably have one right now over there. Oh, yeah, sorry, my bad. Okay. Oh, you're good. You guys, all I have for you. But yeah, like we, <laughs> yeah, all three of us, all yeah. three of us, we all like serve just a purpose in our groups. Like, like I said, like, Lo, she's doing up there, she's doing her thing up there. She is 
I'm trying to think if I know Lo. You know Lo. I probably, Lo. probably have I seen her. Everybody yeah, know Lo, man. Yeah, you know her, you seen her. Lo is real melodic. I, I consider her melodic and like a, a yeah. soul child almost sometimes. But she she ratchet too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said but she's he, up where? She's uh, She lives in Richmond. Um, but like she she sort of handles like more of the business too. Um, she be sending emails out as well. Um he be out there on the forefront. He'll be like, let's just, instead of sending an email, let's just pull up on him, on the <laughs> venue. You know, stuff like that's that. You know? that. That's definitely better. Sometimes yeah. it works. Yeah, sometimes. You know, she's saying that from Richmond, so of course she's going to want to send an email. But he he lives in Norfolk, so what we, where we trying to DJ at will be like around the corner from him. Oh, yeah, let's get lunch so, there. Like, yeah. Some shit, you know? yeah. yeah some bro, shit. I think you just, um, I just take the chance, bro. Like, if I'm asking, bro, it's so many places that we've, like, shot at, and I'm asking, can we shoot here, or can we do something here? Mm. I just take the risk, and I just, uh, I, I think I just had to get to the point where I, I put my pride aside when I, I can ask somebody for help. You gotta be if I need help, help, I can ask somebody for help. Right. You know what I'm saying? But when you think about um, it now, we don't, in Virginia, we don't necessarily have to outsource for any fucking thing. We don't, Like, bro. it's all mm. in-house. Like, We'll know somebody who can graphic design this. We know somebody who's a videographer, a photographer, who makes beats, who Real raps, who sings, who sells, who's an event curator, who owns, who's an investor. Shit, we know a bartender, you know. You know like, bartenders, <laughs> you know, like, I'm just entrepreneurs. Like, I know niggas who make stickers, you know, like this, that type deal, you know. And that's why I just love about it. Um, but with me, it's just like, I really love bringing Virginia to somewhere else, like, other than just Virginia itself. Like, I love being, like, the trailblazer of, like, my group because I was making the connections in New York that I can use in the future. I was making connections in Miami. I was making connections in Atlanta, uh, Memphis, Denver, L.A. Like, I was I was traveling a lot last year, like, mm-hmm. um, and I was just, I'm just cool. Like, everywhere that I go, I just know somebody. And I made, like, you know, connections in the Web3 community. Like, He's like, I still don't know what the fuck they're doing, but we connected them. Yeah, like, we I, I feel... We, I, we tapped in. And it's like, I really didn't want to, like, say too much on that because it was just like, I don't really know. They just paid me the big bucks to well, play yeah. the, play music. Well, most, people, most people that are enjoying a lot of these new technologies, we don't know what the fuck is going on yet. Yeah, it's like, like... It's like trying to explain somebody the internet. Like, and they... Fucking, you know what I'm saying? The 90s or some shit. Like, from a corporate standpoint... They gave me, they gave me fifty songs, right? It was like, can you make a mix out of this? That mix was forty-five minutes. They gave me three hundred L's, and they loved it. But like, they sold it, like for everybody to own this mix. Mm. And they got some shit called minting. I don't know what the fuck that shit is, but you can mint this. All some, like was, NFT shit. Yeah, yeah like yeah. It, it was. It was just very cool. I'm like, damn, niggas can own my mix, like. And I can make money off of this. Like, they set up, like, a crypto wallet or some some shit like that for me to make bread. I was making some bread off of that shit. I'm like, what? This is yeah. so cool. But, you know. Thought you sold your rights for a second. He's like, he's selling my mix? <laughs> yeah, I remember when the no, NFTs but I, first hit. It was a hit. mix for them. You know what I'm saying? It was for Future Surf. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, like, it was, it was cool doing stuff like that. You know, like, I never thought that somebody would, like, make me want to make a mix for them like for from a business standpoint you know like some people be making be wanting me to make a mix for them because they want to listen to some music in in a store or whatever but 
I thought that shit was just really cool because I didn't know any of the music. Like, that mix was probably the most... Oh, you didn't know not one of the songs on there? Not a single one. What kind of music was it? All it types. was all types. Like, <laughs> I, I would go from... Uh, I would go from an acoustic track to a Jersey Club track to a whole, like, spoken word to a, a fucking... To a prayer. Afro beats. Yeah. Like, it was, it, was just so, it was just so cool for me to do because I didn't even listen to these songs, like, right then. I was just going by, like, the BPMs to see, like, okay, let me see if this will work. And it it worked every time. It was just kind of weird to, for me to do. I'm like, this is really the coolest mix I've ever done. Does that make you feel like a real music. like uh, radio like DJ? Yeah, like, <laughs> like you really like breaking records and curating. Yeah, like it was just some. It was really cool and like um, what what we how they premiered it. It was that they put everybody in like a like a Twitter space, like and all of these people are from all over the world, you know, and. We all just listening to it at once, and you know, people are coming like, "Damn, I loved how he mixed this song. Like, I love how he did this. I love how he did that." And that was just that was something cool. Like, I thought that was just mad cool to do. Um, but yeah, I I kind of want to get into like Web three. I I be talking to my my man's Cam because he's kind of like the person that I be talking to about this shit. Um, he's definitely one of the people that I've ever heard about an NFT from. Um, he definitely hopped on right then and there. Like, yeah, I was kind of, I, I was early on that shit too. A lot of people, um, it's like lost money with him though. Like, it didn't really hit right away. Like we people thought it would. Mm-hmm. It might be something that'll come back around or whatever. I don't know. But that's why I dropped the money on the um, the babe shit. We made an off world NFT. Nobody actually bought it. I mean, it's, it only cost like 10, 20 bucks. But it was one of those things where like they said it would gain value over time. If so, I figured if the brand gains value, so will that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but um, okay. So yeah, what's up with this event that you're thinking about doing? So, I really don't have like a. I know what I want to call it. It's going to be called Cube. That's like that's what I wanted it to be called. Just Cube. 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 Okay. C U B E. I just wanted it to be called that, and my my thought process was that. People be like, this is like the boiler room setup, but I think like my setup, I want it to be like a cube that's like built. Like I get like a few friends and we build a cube. They'll have like, a, you know, side steps on it and stuff like that. And we just take this cube everywhere and people just surround the cube and just have fun. Oh, and but I want the cube, the people are outside the cube. Yeah, it's like a, like, a, like a stand, like a yeah. DJ stand. Yeah, like, basically. I felt like we was going to be on top of it. Like the bubble bowl. Yeah. Oh, like so you're, ta- you're thinking about, like, set design, like a production leveled, and shit. Like, yeah, okay. like a leveled stage where... Yeah. I get what you're saying. You know, now, at first, I was thinking that everybody's in the cube, but just you're in the cube. The DJ's in the cube. But that would be cool. That would be cool, too, for me to He's like, damn, we need a bigger cube. cube now. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> damn, that's, that's not too bad. Bubble bowl. I'm telling you, the bubble bowl, man. No, that's ours. Okay, so, you, okay, you built... Yeah, but this is... Like, but I want it to be a whole thing. Like, I want to have, like, like a guest DJ, like, um, like a top DJ. Like, so I'm assuming this is an outdoor event then. Yeah, outdoor, okay, yeah. for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, I definitely talked to a few people about it, where it could possibly be. Hopefully, it's still there by the time I actually put it, like, all these in- ideas yeah. in check. Maybe but, it, it'd be some harsh, maybe for, like, you know, wintertime, not too cold, but, like, maybe you want to have a bonfire out there. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, listen, last shit, like, last event, baby all did by himself. He sold that joint out, lying wrapped around the building. It was at slow dive. Yeah. It I was probably there. <laughs> yeah, it was at it was at slow dive. Um, so this is the last gig that I did um before I moved to Atlanta. And I was the only person on the bill. And I don't feel like I feel like niggas can't do this anymore where you can just be the only person on the bill. It was a time where you, you can, can though. It depends like it depends on the spot and the night. But the spots where it was but those spots were personal. You know, like when people were at like thank you, thank you, like um slow dive. Those are the two main places we were going to Norfolk, right? Thank you, thank you, slow dive, the back for a little bit. The back, but they were personal and you know, it was love in there and like small intimate, pack, like yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was it was easy to pack those places out. But like now, I feel like people will come out for me, but not that many as if it was slow dive, me, yeah. him on it, or me, or, or all us three. Or I'm gonna like, be honest with you, bro. As a fan, as a fan, I'm not going for the DJ. Like mm-hmm. when I know when Gabe puts up a flyer, mm-hmm. I'm not going. It's because it's Gabe. I'm mm-hmm. I'm no I'm going because I know the type of vibe is gonna be at a spot that that. Or like at that spot, mm. vibes like the people that are gonna be there, like uh, yeah, the vibes gonna be. So it's not necessarily like, okay, I guess maybe I'm maybe I'm actually saying stuff that doesn't make sense because no, so that, that, that is not, that is on Gabe. That is, it goes back to Gabe or it goes back mm-hmm. to the DJ. No, as an attendee, so maybe, when you're looking at a flyer, just, like yeah. as an attendee, because we are both DJs, so we're on the outside of this one. Like as an attendee, like when you're looking at a flyer, and most of the flyers that are out from DJs, like what are you what are you looking for? Like what is what is gonna be, what's gonna get you off the couch for the most part? Uh, ultimately, ultimately, it just comes down to I feel like coming outside that night. I feel like getting a drink. Yeah, but what about so that I know, event? I know, bro, bro. Usually the spots that I've been to that he's been at that I done my research that I've been to, it was this. So I kind of have an expectation of it. So it's like, okay, that's where we're going. I feel that. But it sound like you coming for me then. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, maybe I need to take it back. I was probably just saying shit. No, I get, but I kind of coming for you, bro. I'm no, coming to your event. No, I, I get what you're saying, but like, people don't. I've just like me being a consumer and on on stage that I understand both points of view. Because some people won't come outside if they don't know anybody on the bill. Like the boiler room that's happening in D.C. I've sent this to everybody and. Nobody want to go to that shit because they don't know nobody that's on it. People that but, live in D.C. or people from here? From here. But all of those DJs are very good and very famous. But it's just like, are you willing to explore your mind and just try something different? Because... Like if you just come to me, you're gonna hear you're gonna hear like a little bit of everything. But if you don't like everything, you're not gonna come to me. Mm. I feel like for the DC thing, it's probably just a distance. It's not distance. Nah, we'll take that drive, bro, for a show. We'll it's take a little that three. Drive. That's three hours, bro. It's three. I knocked it's that just, out. Yeah. It's literally, yeah. it's literally just a like literally just people just say I don't know anybody on this bill. Yeah. Like if if people just wanted to come outside, then places would have been more packed, but. If there's a whole bunch of shit going on, you're not gonna go to everything. You're gonna go to the places that you know. Mm. I think you're gonna it, hear the music that uh, you always always hear. I think it comes down to um, we're artists, so we're looking at it from our perspective. Mm-hmm. But you have to look at it from a fan's perspective. There, 
they have they're doing these things because it's fulfilling their needs. I'm going outside because I want to go outside and I want to have a drink. At the end of the day, I don't give a fuck who it is. I'm gonna mm. go somewhere, right? So, so just like, so we have to fulfill those needs. We have to kind of think about where we fit in with that, how we can implement what we do that can fit that serve as a service. That comes down to even like I'm creating content. It might be certain content that I want to make, but at the end of the day, I have to in some way think about like the fan, the, the person that just literally just look on this for entertainment. How is a random person that just looking at this as scrolling on their phone going to look at it? How are they going to feel about it? And like, what are they looking for? Because like, um, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I it's like, you yeah, okay. But that, was, was, that was it, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're doing a service, bro. It's a service. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, people not thinking about it so deep as a, as a, just a regular person. Really, they're just trying to get fucked up. Oh God. Like that's that's also why I've been talking about. I've been trying to figure out. I haven't figured it out. Um, maybe you guys touch on this. How do we get um, more of everyday people at these creative events? Because we all, we all go to the same events. We see it's the same two three hundred people that go to these places. Oh but there's God. thousands. There's like a million people on Seven Five Seven that all love music. That all go out. So how do we get them hip to what the fuck we have going on out here? I don't think it's necessarily like getting them hip. It's, it's not a hip thing. It's you got to make them comfortable to come. Like, to be honest. Well, they don't know about us. I'm talking about, like, the thousands of people, even people I went to, I went to high school. Where mm-hmm. We all went uh, to high school with people that don't know shit about what's going on. Yeah. At Slow Dive, at whatever, any of these places. Okay. <sighs> um, I feel like you can eat this one up a little bit. I was, I was probably finna say something totally different than what you was finna say. Hey, it's you, baby. What you think? Now nah, you go first. All right, so, <laughs> nah, all right, so I am aware. It's like one thing we do have to be aware of, like the scene that we operate mainly in is the underground. You know, like we are the underground scene of where we at. So it's always going to be harder to, for us to be seen um, and to get people to want to come out to what we do. It's real easy to get someone to come out to a bar and check out a cover band while they're getting drinks with their family. But it's kind of hard to coerce people to interact with this niche crowd who's doing something that's cunning. It's kind of like investing. I boy said coerce and cunning. Oh, I'm just, sorry. That just and he's talking about syndicate. I see, I see the, <laughs> I see the type of vibes, bros, on <laughs> But yeah, man, it's just really just gotta we gotta like, a game's doing a really good job with that because whether like. Even though Gabe did just get the big stage for something in the water, and that you know that that is a big thing, he still opens up like what he's doing, what we're doing to everyone else in a way everyone can just be like, "Fuck it, let's go," you know. And he's doing a real good job at making people feel comfortable in these spaces with all these other people because Gabe is mixing a lot of different people from a lot of different places of Virginia or in the seven five or people even come out of town just to check out one of his events. So he's doing a real good job at, like, that. That's a perfect example of, like, making people comfortable. Yeah. Gabe is also, like, he's outside, though. Yeah. He is outside making those connections, and he had those connections for decades. Yeah, but, like, people like you and me, like... I mean, I mean, I'm not even gonna say like you. Decades. People like me, bro. I really just well, started. Six hundred. Oh, yeah, Gabe's Gabe been that around way. a long. Yeah, I realize Gabe was like originally drums, not just drums DJ, but he was originally drums DJ. And this is years ago. Like Cha Cha came out a 
while ago. We're not thinking about that, but Cha Cha came out a I long know. time. Ago. I was talking he to was Sunny. Also, I was talking with Sunny about that the other night. Yeah, when we shot the skit, how they like um, they kind of from like we're like the previous era, yeah, and they're still existing in this era, and it's like how figuring out how to do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's uh, you know it's crazy. Like the owner of like uh, Only You and Dodie, uh, Dodie, he's actually an OG DJ from out here. And that's how he kind of transitioned over the years from DJing to still, not still wanting to be on the scene, but like still working in the field he loves. Like he opened up like Only You. Um, what's the only, what was the other one called? Uh, thank love, you, thank you. Love uh, Song. Uh, love no, Song. Um, Aunties. Songbird. Aunties. That's his first one. What was, what was it What was it called though? Is Songbird a thing? After Aunties. Songbird's in DC. Okay, got better. What was, what was the Aunties that everyone was going to? Love Song. Was it Love Song? No, it was Thank You. Thank you. Excuse me. Thank you. So like he, that's like his labor of love, and like he's an OG. Same like Sonny and them. He transitioned that over time. It's so dope. We have a lot of like legends. Yeah, he's a turntablist, right? Yes. And man. he, if he books somebody, he don't book people who use his controllers though. Yeah. Mm. Like he only like when you go to even if you go to Only You Lounge or if you went to Thank You or if you went. Oh, I've never been to Aunties before, but no, I have. I have when when it was on Kali, but. It was a set of vinyl in there, and he didn't like he didn't like when people used to put like their mats and controllers on top of his his equipment. Like Boy, if you used. if he books you, you gotta learn how to use this shit. Like yeah, learn how to use vinyl. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and I respect him for it. Staying true to the art form. Nah, but everyone always says OGs don't be giving back to the game, and that's OGs giving back right there. Like even if like you weren't so great with them, mm-hmm. that was the opportunity for an OG to step in and show you how to do it. Not like take it from you, but like give you a, a, like tips and how to use this. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. that's the OG. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone calls a lot of people call him a dickhead for like not wanting to like have controller people up there or whatever the freak they want to call it. But that's passing on knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's also like just cool for, to have a place like that that exists. Yes, like why bro. be mad? At it that, feels like? so nostalgic. You know what I'm saying? But it also is like turntableism is kind of like the heart of hip hop. Yeah. Oh, also, did you want to um, did you want to say what you were gonna say about bringing out, like, random people, everyday people to these, to these, to the creative scene? Um, we have to. We're. I don't think. I don't think the underground is inviting, is as inviting to like the everyday people. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't like to feed into, I guess, like the mainstream sure. music. You know what I'm saying? We like. We like the people that we do bring. Do we want a new audience from here and there? Yeah, but still, this is ours. You know what I'm saying? This is where these events is for us. You know what I'm saying? It's not for anybody can pull up, but it's just like we want. It's like a family thing. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of, yeah. You it's know like, what I'm saying? It's like. This is a celebration it's a community. of creation. It's a, like, real, it's a whole community yeah. thing. Like our underground is a community. Like everyone, like you said, it, it might be like. Rotating the same 300, 350 people that might come to events out here. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's kind of like a community thing, and we keep it alive. And when you bring in other people in, you know, of course you're going to look at them a little like, who are you? But they it's might like, not know come the rules. On. They might not. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, but it's like, you know, fuck it. But we, we, value, we value their presence because they're trying something different. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. I, I've been to every, you know, every event here, and i never seen you here, and you gave this place a chance. You either yeah, don't yeah. like it. You either do like it, but we're still happy that you came and tried this out. Oh, God. And you can tell your friends, and, you know, the creators be telling their friends that they meet. You know what I'm saying? The you way know? I look at it, too, bro, is um, 
I I see a lot I see a lot of us in a space where we can reach much further, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's just a matter of time and it's a matter of us developing and figuring out how to do that. So I think the importance of us being in this creative scene right now is much it's much more than even making running money right now or even grabbing the attention of the local people. It's um just kind of keeping each other going to be able to get to that next level. It's like we it, it on days if I, on days where um it just it just motivates you more. That's like the, the thing about being in LA or New York or, or Atlanta, these places where the, they have thriving scenes that exist and people are like actively doing that shit that inspires you. Like you wake up, you know, 10 people right now working right now doing some shit. And you're like, damn, bro, I can't just not do anything today. So it pushes you to want to do it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what's happening. That's what the importance of, it is for me of being of this scene right now. However small it is, however big it is, whatever it is, it is what it is. It's part of what pushes me to keep going. So that's what I think it, um, we kind of do for each other. You know what I'm saying? It's not even really about um, getting the fans right now. It's about just uh, staying driven and amb ambitious uh, to be able to uh, develop and get to the next level. So, I, I get what you're saying. And um, it's, it's just kind of, it's just kind of hard. Well, isn't is it hard? I don't think it's hard. It's that's why we even, just gotta play it. We gotta play it a certain way. Eh, that's why even you were touching on like uh, I think you had tweeted something about the scene being full of hate oh. or some shit like that. I'm oh, like, like, so that I just beef, lust, yeah, beef and all that shit. So I, the, what I really have is I just want to say one thing on that too. I hate um seeing artists get caught in the in that petty like whatever it is drama or whatever. Just the the rise to the shit. Mm. It's it's a lot of bullshit that I feel like can um distracts you if you pay attention to it mm. it's like at the end of the day none of us are where we want to be at none of us are our biggest are big enough to it really you never get big enough to be an asshole or whatever like you always mm. got to be a good person with this shit so yeah. i think it just because i try to just stay focused on what i'm doing and and however like po whatever positive shit i can bring to somebody else whatever somebody else is doing and i don't really care about nothing else i'm not naive i know other things exist right but i'm intentionally not I'm intentionally ignoring that. Mm. I'm intentionally staying focused on on the goal, right? Mm. Yeah. Don't need to agitate things, you know. Well, yeah. yeah. And, um, and I be trying to let people know that because people would get like stamped by somebody famous and think they like they own and you know they can shit on everybody and all that, and that's not fair because like you still have to come back. See how to come back to Virginia. Remember, we'll remember how you treated us. So that's why when I go to Atlanta or New York or anything like that, I wear Virginia on my back. Cause and then when I come back, I show love. Like it's I always try to show love and then I always support people's events because they support me, because we are a community. Like it's but like you have to make sure that you're you have to know that you're still a person and a character outside of you know, outside of the music and, you know, the creativity. Because if you're an asshole, then nobody's going to fucking support you. Or nobody's, like, even if you're, like, say if you're a DJ and you're opening, right? People, if you make the connections or you're a fun person and you're actually good, people will come at 10 o'clock. People have came to 10 o'clock for me. But if you're a fucking asshole and you're opening, nobody's going to give a fuck. They'll come right at 11 as soon as you get off. Wait for the next DJ, or people stepping outside during your, during your uh, 
your time, like your hour set. You know what I mean? And like I've just seen like people they complaining like, oh, like it's hard to pack out like rap shows. Um it'll only be like fifty to sixty people that'll come to these rap shows rap shows and stuff like that. But everybody on this fucking lineup done some grimy shit to somebody, you know, like they just fucking assholes. Oh god, it would mm. be a lot of politics. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, I don't even I try not to pay attention to that shit. But, I get but, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's just like But that no, that's yeah, we didn't give sense. a fuck. We didn't give a fuck about this shit until we had to, if that makes sense. It's not it's not always some hearsay and see shade. There's people that have personal uh, personal interactions with yeah. the, this person and they don't want to support what you do because you've done this outside of the music. They probably still think yeah. that you're a great rapper. They probably think yeah. you're a great DJ. We all have a past, you know what I'm saying? We all have a past. People can grow, people can change. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, that definitely plays into it. Who you are as a person um, ultimately will, and you see you see a lot of successful people say it. Um, that's going to be what probably even, like talent and hard work, if you have both of those, if it's two people, you know what I'm saying, one is they both have the same talent and hard work, who are you going to pick? The person who's easy to work with, good person. Or the person who's fucking egotistical, whatever, this, that. Um, I don't know. Simple to me. Simple shit. I feel like, I don't know, fucking. But, um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to touch on? I hate that we're leaving it on a fucking negative note. Uh, oh, it was negative? Was not negative. really negative. It's, it's productive. It's productive. No, it's productive. I mean, uh, no, it was just like. We hit with a George Washington fair warning. You know what I mean? The British are coming? Wait. Nah. Uh, my bad. What about when you get into it? All right, so Pete. This wait, song. wait, what? So, so the, the George Washington fair warning. I think it was George Washington. Yeah. Long story short, at the end of his presidency, you know, he was quote unquote the first president. Um, he said the thing. His his leaving quote was like the thing that would tear this country apart would be political parties. And he, you know, what I mean, that was basically kind of one of the notes he left out on. And it's kind of like one of those like you kind of give like a a fair warning for the future. But it's we little, just have it's to do. Much. We have to do better as a community. Like <laughs> for sure, for sure. Like we can all do better. Like that's what you're saying. We just have to. We just have to unite more because we're all in this together. Like we can. We can make some really cool shit happen out here with all these different platforms, and you know, like yours, and you know, your 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 podcast is important. Important to the seven five seven. Like there's hell of people that came up here. You know what I'm saying. And, you know, they say how they feel about, you know, 757. And, you know, they t- they talk about y'all. And I be hearing about Off the World in New York, too. You know, really? like, yeah. What you, hear, what you hear about that? It's Off World, by the way. No, oh. I'm playing. <laughs> off World? I'm playing. Off World? No, it's the Off World podcast, yeah. I say Off the World, my bad, no, bro. What, what, my what, bad. They, what they saying in New York? Because we, we going out there in a couple weeks. I want to know if, you know, if no, they, they expect something. they heard about you. They heard about you. They heard about, um. Who, a random person that, like, lives out there? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I wish I knew their name. That's crazy. I wish I knew their name. That's hard as shit. Cause I was, I was, I was out there for um, somebody who was from from Virginia. I don't know if he was from Virginia too, or he was from Virginia. I mean, from the seven five seven. But like, um, there's so many like uh, mixes that I've done for like people or like um, YouTube channels that I hear from like outside of their state. Yeah. And, you know, they become like I like I did this one. A YouTube channel. It was called a Seven 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 Pound, and um, it's a DJ channel where he gets usually 
Atlanta local DJs to DJ live at his at his home, and you know he just recorded and puts it on his feed. I was the first out of towner, like from you know that was from Atlanta. He allowed me to do that shit. I have gotten so many fucking gigs off of that shit just from people who were just watching this one video. You know what I'm saying? And I thought that just shit was just so mad cool. And people, all my DJ friends, like from all over the United States, asked me like, "Yo, I'm in Atlanta. Can you put me?" on with this, you know, channel and stuff like that, you know? And I, I be doing it. Like, I, I love, like, being, like, the love connector, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like Cupid when it comes to, like, the community, you know? Like, um, I just love, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a gatekeeper when it comes to connections, at least, at least with certain things, you know? Like, if somebody wanted to DJ with us, all they had to do was ask. They could be a guest DJ at one of our parties. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. And I think that's what we're going to start doing. Like, because usually me, we be fighting, like, who go first? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or roll the um, dice type shit. Ask, but, the, ask the eight ball. Yeah. But we usually have, like, a, a science to it. Um, but we're not going to have, like, the guest DJ open. I think it'll just be more of a kind of like one of us would just open. Like you know a celebrity shot? And, um, well, the power hour is midnight out yeah. here. Yeah. Out here. Power. Remember, the idea is, like, no DJ really wants to ever open, like, to be honest. So the real idea, like, one thing I wish that, what, what are we, where were we at when they did? Let me, I'm sorry. No no DJ really ever wants to open. Where were we at where uh, uh, Shorty had the opening set, and she was like, I always do, like, my first set kind of open because no DJ wants to open. Where were we? Was uh, uh we was, was that was that the D was that D, was that Tr- Trilla and uh Mafia? Yeah. Yeah. Um so I mean, we was we saw that concept, boy. They need to do that here. They need to, oh my god. And that's what, that's 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 why I'm the trailblazer. I go to all these different places to get inspired, learn oh, some god. shit, and I bring it back. Like, yo, they doing this cool shit out here. Let's, yeah, it's let's like why not can. put someone who wants to yeah. just DJ like just let them go first. Like find them and then like just let them go first. Like somebody just wants to DJ. And there's a lot of people who just want to DJ versus like us like dreading going first or some stupid shit mm-hmm. like that. Hell yeah. Yeah, Hell like um I was I was the first out of towner um at this DJ party series in Jacksonville, Florida called Inside. Shout out Inside shout out uh Sounds by Josh. Um they um you know, they were still trying to, like, figure stuff out of how they wanted to go about, you know, bringing out DJs from all over the nation. And, you know, they tried it with me, you know, stuff like that. They see what they would have done. They'll do this again. You know, it's just a trial and error situation. Um, and I just kind of went like that for us. But we're just trying to just keep the venues that we do have still. You know what I'm saying? Man, hopefully I feel like Charles or they're going to they gonna figure some shit out. They're going to open some shit up. We got a few people on the scene. I think I'll figure it out. Um, we want Norfolk back, though. Yeah, we really want Norfolk back. What we don't like going. Back. Bring Norfolk back. Yeah. Um, like we, I really miss DJing in Norfolk. It was personal, you know. It was, it was way more personal than being in this whole sh- everything. This whole shit is personal to me. People be like, "Yo, this shit is business, not personal." Yeah. Nah, bro. This is life. This is life. Um, yeah. Hell yeah! No, I appreciate you guys for coming out, man. Um, anything else you guys want to say? You could book these guys. Um, I guess I can, guess they could contact you on your Instagram. maybe is your like email yeah. in your Instagram or something. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know me, it's your boy Baby Oil for show. Um, if you want to follow me, it's Mister Baby Oil M I S T A Baby Oil. If you want to follow me 
Ty and Lo. She's not here. She's here. Presses love you, Lo. Um, we saved a spot for you and everything. Saved a spot for you, Shouty. But <laughs> my green screen her in or something for the show. <laughs> Yo. Uh, but um, if you want to follow our DJ page, it's Sin Worldwide. Is it two ends in that shit? Yeah. It's S Y N N dot Worldwide. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, and I have. Uh, he was a mentor to me too. Um, <laughs> Before we get out of here, let me just say yeah. this. Like, he, he is a mentor to me, like, when yeah. I first started DJing, because he's been DJing for, like, eight-plus years or ten. Yeah. Um, but, like, any DJ information I needed or how to go about things, market myself, I learned it all from him. And Come I on. thank you, bro. Come on. Oh, love you, bro. Come on. Hell yeah. yeah. I appreciate you guys for coming out. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Yeah. We'll see y'all soon. Peace. All right, y'all.